Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 407 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined... Not today by Willie Saylor, but by our world's crew, to my left, permanently in vacation mode, <laughs> with the mustache and the Hawaiian shirt. All he needs is some sort of a convertible that he rolls up in and throws on some shades. Andrew Spay. To my right, David Bray. He's been up watching Worlds and straight away, almost getting us in some legal hot water, Kyle Bracky. <laughs> He's playing John Farnham's You're the Voice right up to... The start of the show, which we don't have the rights to that song. We have the rights to two songs in this company, and it's the intro and the outro for FRL. But you said you had legal on the horn. I had legal on the horn. We're working, trying to work through it, but we can't get Farnham's people. Yeah, they're they're notoriously hard to reach. That's why I like. That's why we love. You can't apologize. It's culpability. It's a whole. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so. Little bit to discuss. Uh, Worlds is happening. We are mid Worlds. I guess last time we did the show, we had no interplanetary discussions to have uh, as far as what's happened. Get you up to speed. O for Greco. The red, white, and blue has no Greco medals this year. We had one last year. It was Adam Kuhn. Um, and a lot of our questions, I was kind of surprised. We had a lot. No, you guys do not ask about Greco ever. You do not talk about Greco ever. But when Greco does bad, everyone has lots of questions, right? So we, we can get to some of those. But I guess um, to start, it's just, you know, are, should we be disappointed or should we should we have a little hope? I know, Bray, you and I have been talking a little bit about the Greco performance. What were your overall thoughts? I mean, I think um, obviously it's disappointing to have no medals and also disappointing to, uh, you know, in the year before an Olympic year, come out of the world championships with not a single weight class qualified yeah. for the 2020 Olympics. So those two things are, are really disappointing. Um, but I think, you know, if you take the world championship team and look athlete by athlete at their performance, uh, I mean, really, a lot of the guys probably performed at or above expectations, which, um, you know, is disappointing in and of itself that, that our expectations are uh, kind of at a point where, um, where, where we don't, you know, we're not expecting medals. That's right. that's really not where our guys are ranked. That's not what we're expecting. And so, uh, yeah. But I mean, look at a lot of the individuals. They they did well. Max Nowry, probably best performance he's he's ever had. <coughs> uh, first time he made the team, uh, coming off surgeries and and um, made a medal match. Uh, Ellis Coleman beat a world medalist. Um, you know, yeah. on and on, right? So it, it's kind of like so. Last year was the classic. Because you get this question, what kind of performance would you rather have from your team like one great performance and then everyone does bad or everyone cuz kind of good but you don't get any medals and that's kind of what we had from last year to this year the last year was i think a disaster completely yeah. and totally right 
bad performances all around except for Kuhn, who made the finals. Um, it was like, okay, everything was terrible, but this guy did good. Whereas I feel like there were a lot of like little victories along the way, and, and you outlined most <coughs> of them, but I'm sure we won way more matches than we did last year, even with Kuhn um, not meddling, not even winning a match, right? So I think there is there is a little bit of progress. And our guy, Timmy Hands, he did, wrote a, did a lot of Greco content for us. And I don't think any of us are going to sit up here and pretend to be experts of Greco-Roman, nope. domestic Greco-Roman, et cetera. This guy is, right? And I, I think he kind of – he puts – it's a funny tweet. I'll just read it. Timmy Hands. Far too many don't know our guys, aren't with us through everything that precedes this one event, and then have takeaways and opinions laced with what sounds like ignorance and reads like hatred. And this is the best part. This is when I, a normally emotionless drone, feel compelled towards violence. Yeah, nice turn <laughs> phrase there. I, Timmy's a very good writer. Um, so I, I think I, I agree with, with Timmy. I think a lot of people at this time of year think they have all the solutions. And they, they're able to diagnose Greco's issues um, so well in, in their own opinion, which I, I, I do I do think a lot of, there are some Johnny-come-latelys. I, I would not sit up here and – Pretend I have any of the answers for how Greco is going to uh, improve, but um, I, I don't know. Spay, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, I, I can see exactly where Timmy's coming from. It, it it is a thing where you look at just the results, and that's what a lot of people are doing, and they're seeing, um, you know, posts that say so and so has been eliminated without a medal, and and. They're comparing it to a silver medal last year, but they don't see everything else that goes into it. And I think what Timmy's alluding to is the fact that going into these tournaments, if you are following Greco, you are prepared for stuff like this yes. because you know where the guys are. You've been following the ranking series. You've been following how everyone's doing. I mean, Giangelo Hancock uh, medaled in, I think, four major tournaments this year yeah, going mm -hmm. into Worlds. But if you're following closely, you know that there are still a lot of guys out in his weight class that are on that same level. Yeah. And sometimes you get beat by those guys, and it's and it's a uh, unforgiving type of tournament with the uh, repechage. And sometimes you can go zero and one, and still wrestle to expectations, and you could still be a medal contender. Um, and, and it's uh, uh, and it's hard to look at the results, all the the, the offers on the gold and the um, or in, in the medal matches and the um, qualifications for the Olympics. But I think there was really good, it's cliche, but there was really good fight out there, and you felt like they were more competitive this year than last year. And last year was definitely worse, even though Kuhn we made it to the finals. Um, you just see the guys are more competent out, not competent maybe is the right word, but more competitive. And you see uh, a, a closeness in those matches. So, you know, it's rough. I but think, Yeah, I think one thing, you know, one of the biggest, like, points of contrast from last year to this year thinking about the Greco team is the mix zone, right? Like think about the interviews coming out of 2018 worlds. And it was just like, you know, a lot of these athletes were indicting the whole Greco system, the coaching staff, the training, the preparation. Um, and this year that wasn't it. And in fact, like many guys, I think Ryan Mango was one, many guys made it a point to, to say, look, we were prepared. Like we, we worked on the right stuff. We're just, we're just not where we need, need to be yet. And yeah. I think that's a big difference. A lot of guys were saying, Hey, you know, I didn't perform. Yeah, and and but they know, but they but they know where to, how to get to that next level, and it's it's not something that you fix overnight with a, you know, can we get one new thing, that new thing, something to change? It is yeah. it's systemic. It's you have to build a base of wrestlers and get them all to the next level. Nomad last night tweeted uh, that the most 
weight classes that any country is qualified in Greco-Roman right now is three. Yeah. So it's you know it's it's a, a little wow. bit of a different ball game just worldwide as well. Like there's so there must have a lot of diversity. Yeah. In, in medals for that many different countries now. Yeah. Russia only has three Olympic spots qualified. So, yeah. so last or last Olympics we had. Uh, B6 weight and Robbie Smith's weight qualified. Do we have any other weights qualified <coughs> at no. this point? Yeah, I don't. Not think from so. Worlds. B6 was bronze and um, Robbie was. Robbie had that awesome match against Makov. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Vegas. Those are only two uh, weights that got qualified. For yeah, Rio. Okay. So we don't have any. It's going to be tough, but there's a there's a few weights where I feel like there's going to be some uh, some people in Pan Ams that are already out, like. Bro- one of my most famous, um, some of you don't remember. <laughs> I remember. I, I know you do. Uh, in 2016, I was not sure of much. <laughs> there wasn't much I knew going into the Olympic Games. I knew one thing, though. I knew that <laughs> Ismail Barrero Molina was not going to win the Olympics. Oh, and I yes. said, yeah. bet the house. I said, <laughs> bet the house. Just multiple and bankruptcies. Can multiple bankruptcies. <laughs> so, Providence th- from you. Listen. Uh, be bold, be brave was a core value at that point in time, and I was just trying to—I was trying to do what Martin thought was best, and that was a brave proclamation that blew up in my face. Yeah, because he won kind of handily. Yeah, yeah, he tore through. Now, that his results bracket. going into Olympics—I could go back and say this, but you know what? I stand by the prediction. But then this man—he wins 59 Olympics, amazing. He goes up to 67. And runs roughshod through a very good weight, including Probably the toughest. The t- the, and which is crazy because last year he was also at sixty-seven, and he had a kind of a mediocre performance. You know, was like fine, but didn't didn't do this. Yeah, a lot of variance in Greco results sometimes. Um, just because uh, I think this is kind of the nature of Greco. You see, you watch enough matches when guys get really really good, the the margins are razor razor thin. And you get a guy like Roman Vlazov, who's one of the all-time greats, and he loses, goes yeah. down, no medal for him. But it's not like – he's not bad. Yeah. He didn't, like, become a bad Greco-Roman wrestler. He might have, though. From before he entered the tournament to after. Barrero like, Molino, though, he's, like, the guy with the the style that I think fans want to see, right? Like, he's just – He's the Ferrari. He's the he is, yeah. He's just style. bombing everybody. So much fun. Yeah. So he's really, really good. And uh, to quote The Who, we won't be fooled again. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, That's right, Molina. Okay. Remember last year, Doki went off on the coaching staff. He went nuclear. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's much improved there. I'm surprised at how many people are surprised by our Greco performance. Yes. I think awareness has gone up. I think that's what Timmy is like, kind of referring to. Yeah. He's like, "Where are you guys? Johnny, come lately. This is the world's really good, and we're not quite there yet." You should appreciate when a guy like Max Nowry gets fifth. That's that's progress. Yeah, a guy like Ray Bunker making the team like that is a monster leap for <clears throat> Ray Bunker, not a monster leap forward for USA Greco, right? Like, right. And a lot of the guys first time making the team, like so, you know, we don't have that depth that we've that that we do in men's freestyle. Right. Far from it. Okay. On the ladies side, women's wrestling has begun. Jakara Winchester is in the finals at 55. First medal. First First medal. Guaranteed medal. There's some sort of push-up situation that we have to do or that got tweeted at us. I never signed up for that. I said (laughs) right from the beginning when I saw that, good luck, everybody. Enjoy the push-ups. So far, it's not a major commitment. Uh, It's just one medal, silver. Uh, It was per win, though. And the Greco guys did. Oh, per win? I think. 
No. Yeah, yeah no, I think you're supposed to do like 10 to win, and then it's like 50. For gold. Yeah, 50, yeah. and then like 20, 30. Or right, so. I think well, there we'll was a total at the end, and I'll decide if it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1,000. Yeah. The Greco guys had eight wins. This is why, like, if you look at the totality, like, they weren't. They, they won matches that they weren't winning last year, if you look at the yeah. individual things. So that's solid. Um, and Jakar getting it done. Jakar got it done. Uh, Sarah Hildebrandt loses uh, her quarter, I want to say. Yeah. Japan. Yeah, Makita, yeah. Tough, tough match there. Um, you know, the world's really good. And at these Olympic weights, it's really, really tough. Yeah. It's it's uh, a lot harder. Condor lost as well. And then Victoria Francis is some – she's in bronze match? She is. By yeah. By default, there's yeah. There were uh, on her side. She had to um, win a match. She she did yeah. She did win she the first, first match. match. She beat Slater from Canada, uh, and then then lost in the quarterfinals to Berezna, who you know former world champ, I think 2013. Yeah. And then uh, she has uh, Polia from China in the bronze match. Cool. So we'll have another medal match there. That will be our third medal match. So because uh, we had Max, and now yep. Jakara, and then. Victoria and hopefully Sarah. Yep, Sarah has man. Sarah was in a really tough quarter, so uh, she's gonna have she's gonna have a brutal um, repechage uh, path tomorrow. Uh, Vinesh Fogat, uh, the Indian, um, did look really good in her opening match when she obliterated Sophia Matson. Yeah, who is multiple good. time awesome. world medalist. I think she might be a world champ. Um, and then um, who did who did uh, Mukaida? Mukaida. I think both yeah. saw it. Everybody. So. Um, Sarah's got a tough one, but Vinesh has a win over Sarah this year. Uh, Kolov. Yeah. Yeah. So Sarah's yeah tough one, but um, there's no reason she can't come back. No, she, I agree. So we have um, does what she's capable. A few of. more days of of women's wrestling, and then the men get kicked off Thursday night. Yeah. For us, I keep trying to do the math. Will that be when? Like when it's Thursday go? night. Thursday night. Thursday night. In the wee hours. Midnight. Okay. Midnight Central, 1, p- 1 a.m. Eastern. Okay. We're about Hawaii. Don't know. Don't know. It's a different country. Not even going to pretend. No one even knows. Okay. So that's Worlds. Any other Worlds thoughts before we go to 157-pound tiers? Because it's going to be a I, – I just can't believe the Western Hemisphere has only two of the 36 Greco-Roman spots. The whole hemisphere. The whole yeah, hemisphere. the hemisphere. And then um, countries like Venezuela and Colombia usually have – like hey some dudes yeah. every now and then. One guy's name was Wulexis. I always remember that. Wow. Solid name. Interesting. Wow. So, yeah, Asia and Europe, very good at Greco. Yeah. Our part of the world, not so much. We like the leg grabbing. A little more proficient at that. Okay, 157-pound tiers. 149 was a lot of fun. Kind of not a clear favorite. Not, nothing against Austin O'Connor. O'Connor. 157 is not super different, although I could get on board with Hayden Heidley being uh, a clear favorite, but then you look at the results and maybe not. So here's the tiers. As done by not the Wrestling Nomad, who is normally our tier czar, we had to outsource it to Andrew Spey, who I... I did them in the style of Nomad. So if you don't like these tiers, it's because I was trying to emulate <laughs> Nomad. Yeah. That is a spin zone there. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are, I have issues. Um, I have issues. And we'll get to them. In general or just with the tears? Uh, in general and with the tears. All right. That was a good redunk there. Hayden Hiley, Caleb Young, and Ryan Deacon occupy tier one. I don't have any issues with that. I think that is probably appropriate for the first tier. Um, Hayden 
is going to be my pick to win this way this year. But you know, you look at his season and he lost he he lost some matches. He lost to Larry Early. Caleb Young had some he had a Barone loss and Deacon had his ups and downs last Deacon was like the biggest like mystery last year, like how great he could look and then how like confusing some of his results were and then at NCAs he lost to Caleb Young twice. So yeah, I, Deacon I, was my trendy pick to win preseason the weight class. Oh no no no, not enough. Um yeah. Really? The trendy pick to do really well. <laughs> better better <laughs> than that. That was what if I had picked him to uh, quite yeah. a trend. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, no. We still had no. Yeah. So <laughs> all right, and then at tier two is where I have issues. Larry Early, the third. Brady Berge, Eric Barone, not sure if it's Baroni, but I say Barone. And then David Carr. To which I say Eric Barone slash Baroni. Yeah. You have lost your mind. He is not tier his results, he is squarely tier three. And he wasn't even like strong at the end of the season. He mm. lost to Griffin. He lost to um he had he had not good performances. I'm not sure. How did you arrive at that conclusion? Uh yeah, I just took uh last year's rankings and kind of just like started splitting them up. All right, well that was a bad way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not the professional tier ranker. Um, so you're saying Baroni? Absolutely not. Is some phony Baroni? He lost. To, he lost to Blyze at NCAA's. He lost to Jaron Glosser twice. Oh. Glosser has some wins. There's a ton of good uh, Iowa guys. Okay, so Baroni can't be tier two though. Yeah, point. he's not tier two. Okay, I'm not gonna fight you on that. Well, what's the point <laughs> of you? <laughs> you're putting these things. You don't want to give any resistance. Come on. Yeah, is this where Nomad digs his heels in and says uh, and tries to defend? Well, okay, if you just agree with that. Uh, yeah. All right, I'll explain to how how. He he split matches with Periot at Big Tens, right? Uh, lost to Keyshawn Hayes. Um, yeah, yeah. A, a tier two person should be someone you feel very confident will will place and has like the opportunity to to enter title contending conversation. Now, one guy for me, Brady Berge from Penn State, uh, and David Carr, yeah, and really Jacory Teamer. I could see all three of those guys knocking off tier tier one dudes. I mean. Caleb Young is tier one. Brady Berge beating Caleb Young would not surprise me at all. As as great as Caleb was at the end of the season, uh, I, I feel like Brady moving up in weight is going to be right there. And I think Carr could be a tough matchup. I can see see the pace of Young being problematic for him. And Carr has a tendency to just try to win by the, the minimum amount necessary sometimes. So if he can, coming into his retro freshman year, has that like, seven minutes of attacking he's gonna be really tough to beat for anyone at this weight class but i could really see those guys and as i mentioned jacory teamer entering that tier one although i jacory i want to see a little more especially at 157 because he was at 149 a lot of last year but yeah know, that was the the main thing jacory's right on the on the fence there and he definitely has the talent but did not see quite enough in his redshirt year so uh, uh I, I kept him right on the bubble of tier two and um, yeah, uh, maybe Eric Barone could be moved down with his inconsistent results. Uh, David Carr had a really awesome season at redshirt, but he's still lacking a lot of. But I mean, that, that's just due well, to, to me, some of tournaments that you enter. But he looked strong. Some of it's results, but some of it is um, with these. Is you're trying to like 
organize these weights, it's it's about our perception, right? Mm-hmm. Like how what we believe they can do. Like there's no evidence that Eric Barone is gonna like ascend to the next level, especially at this point in his career. But like someone like Jacory Teamer, the talent he's he's shown, someone like uh, Anthony Ardalona, those are Will Luan. Will Luan, yeah. Yeah. Will really he sticks out to me as someone that he could really come in and, you know, he beat he beat Pantelio last year. I know it's his teammate. Those results you can kind of always be like, I don't know. He did have some weird loss. I know he lost to Elijah Cleary early in the year, but you figure one, his pedigree coming in, he's a cadet world champion. Two, he's in a great environment in Michigan, um, where you know he's gonna be optimized. He's got really good tra- coaches and training partners. And the construction of the weight, I think he could be one of those dudes that ends up in tier two or um, someone that knocks off a, a Ryan Deacon or a Caleb Young. And, you know, with another guy we're not talking about is Larry Early. He's beaten highly. He is a returning All-American. So I think it's a really fun weight. Um, Bracky, how do you how do you see this weight? What are some names that stick out to you? Well, I mean, well, Taleb Romani to me is like this wild card that <laughs> could go like one to an NCAAs or place. Um, so I could see him sneaking up into tier two. Um, Artelona up a weight's interesting. I feel like he was big last year. I think I yeah. think a, ch- a weight change is going <clears> to <throat> do him some good. He was um he was always in really close matches, as I recall. He was like he was like undefeated in overtime or yeah, something. Until yeah, until the NCAA's, and I think he was like one and one in overtime at NCAA's. Yeah, it yeah. was. And and that's that's that famous kind of like adage or whatever that people always talk about like like it was like they talked about with Sertzis back in the day. You keep playing that game, it'll eventually bite you. Now it didn't bite Sertzis his freshman year, but towards the end there, it's just a hard it's a hard life to live when you're just in overtime constantly. But I I think Artelona is really good. I kind of love this weight. I mean, the thing about 157 that's that's pretty fun. If you kick. Barone out of the out of tier two. Poor, I mean, poor Eric. There, yeah. You Sorry. did this. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you had, if you had been I did like, it in the style of Daniel. You, no, if you looked at him and been forgery. like, hold on, one of these things is not like the other. You would have done this, and we wouldn't have had to say if you just put him where he belonged in the first place. We wouldn't have to get in there and you know expose him to the world to all his flaws. But you did this. Now that it's happened. Uh, but if you think about, you know, a, a three person tier one and a three person tier two, like just by the numbers, somebody from tier three, somebody from tier four is going to rise to gonna punch uh, through, you know, yeah, they're going to punch through. They're going to do well. And I, it, this feels like a weight where I don't know if maybe by the end of the season, we'll say, okay, somebody's definitely in a new tier or if it's always going to be, we have this pack of guys that like any one of them at any given weekend could, could rise and I, I kind of feel like that might be the case right like who would I mean I wouldn't be shocked to see Quincy Monday knock off somebody pretty good right we talked about Will Luan um, you know we've seen Griffin Perriott have decent wins at times yeah. there's a guy uh, Jared JQ's Missouri yes had his redshirt pulled so he's still in like he could be entering his you know redshirt freshman year mm-hmm. um, definitely has some talent has some good wins beat Larry early um, qualified for the NCAAs as a true freshman and lost to Luke Weiland, who's another guy from Army. Army. I have a tier four. Maybe, I mean, he's got some good wins. And then there's other guys down there. Zach Hartman, Logan Parks, uh, BC LaPrade. They all have these, like, solid wins. But then you start looking at their resumes, and there's some head scratchers. Or there's some, all right, well, this guy is not, you know, next level. But that's that weight class. I mean, it is. It, you can go. Everybody's got a 157-pounder. No, well, no um, 
roster is just like devoid there. That's just where most guys gravitate yeah. as they mature. Anthony Arnold on a seven and zero in overtime last year. Wow, he's got to get to OT. Wow, that's a good stat. Just get yeah. this man to sudden victory. I think Will Dewan won like four sudden victory matches in a row in that first tournament, the Michigan State Open or something, where he beat Pentaglio. Um, it's a good way to start your career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and two guys, two true. For, and you know, as you look for guys who can ascend, you look for youth, right? Guys that maybe hit their stride. Humphreys and Hartman for Lehigh and Bucknell, respectively. Two true freshmen last year. They had really solid seasons that, um, you know, questionable consistency. But overall, good years. They were both ranked pretty much the entirety of the year once they entered the ranking. I think they split matches. Yeah, they, they, they're they, both EIWA, Pennsylvania schools. See each other a good amount. So I, I could see those two guys ascending, um, jumping levels there. So all in all, I think this is a really – like there's some weights that are just like not as good. I think this is a good. I think there's a lot of talent here, and while there's some guys that at, at the top that I'm excited about with Hydley and Young and Deacon, they're they've all shown vulnerabilities last year. There's no like lock like there was last year with with Nolf, who almost lost to Hayden Hydley. Yeah, it feels like a weight where because there's like. So, you know, such little gap between so many of these guys, like this weight class and a lot of dual meets is going to be a big question mark. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking Iowa, Penn State in particular, and, you know, Caleb Young, Brady Berge, I'm already like circling that matchup. I'm curious what, how that's going to look. That should be fun. Yeah. That, that's going to be for the team race yeah. that Caleb Young needs to hold off Brady Berge. Like that's, that's going to be one of those things as, as we, come into this year they need to keep that lead at that weight class they can't start giving up you know where they have a strong foothold they can't have this guy come in and and uh be scoring more points than them because it's going to be this team race is going to be super close and things like that are going to make make a huge difference and that's why i think and i'm sure pinsey knows that obviously and Berge coming into this year is going to be he's going to be an interesting care uh character I don't know if my memory is like deceiving me on this, but I feel like at, at this time last year, if you would have told me in a year Caleb Young will be in tier one, I, I, don't, I think I would have been surprised. Yeah, I, yeah. When he dropped down, he was seventy four for a bunch of uh, for almost all of two years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. And then dropped all the way down to fifty seven. I mean, you got to you got to fight to get into the Hawkeye lineup. There's no guaranteed spots anywhere. Yeah. Um. And then once he got there, and once he started wrestling, he became one of those guys that started racking up the wins and. Uh, earned himself all American. His lone like kind of be- performance that was out there like was was the Barone loss, interestingly. But other than that, he was pretty consistent. You know, if he can get to his offense a little more frequently, I think I think he can hold the tier one spot. But he's definitely gonna be one where he's gonna get everyone's best shot this year. I think coming into last season, it was kind of like okay, Caleb Young, nice solid Pennsylvania wrestler. Punxsutawney, let's make Groundhog Day yep. references. Yep. Now he's more than Groundhog Day. He's like a legit title contender that's going to get everyone's best shot. And there's going to be there's a year's worth of film on him, so he's going to have to get, you know, up to speed there. Yep. So looking forward to this weight, uh, Bracky. Any thoughts there? No, I uh, I think Hayden's a favorite, and uh, if he wrestles like he did NCAA's last year, probably winning a chip. What does it mean for NC State if he does? I mean, where are they like team wise with those kinds of points, right? What what is their lineup look like? NC State's gonna be an interesting team this they year. They have a lot of tall, skinny guys. 
Yeah. The Hideleys are the kind of like the they're kind of outside the typical. Yeah. Uh, especially Trent. Yeah, they're doing a couple bulk kind of jobs. I'm a fire hydrant guy. Trent is up at 84. Uh, Renan, Nick is going to be up at 97. Mm-hmm. Those guys were both. Camacho at 25 will be really interesting. I like. I uh, I continue to be very high on, on Camacho. Who are they looking? Tariq at 41. Tariq at 41 is going to be still cutting a ton of yeah. weight. He's a, Dude, at Raleigh he, for trials, I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, is that Tommy Gant? No. <laughs> no. Sam. A couple that, of bullets. Is that Timmy McCall? Yeah. So they were, they were doing a promo shoot the other day, and Tariq was – was they tweeted out a video of Tariq, like, flexing behind the green screen, green screen. And he looks big, and Pat Pop quote tweeted and said 160 pounds and tagged Tariq. <laughs> wow. I – the – Okay. Go for it. I have I have a lot of thoughts about the uh, the media day stuff, but my favorite is when they uh, you know Jaden Ironman gets a takedown at like Big Twelves, and it's this picture of it's like this of him flexing clearly yeah. like twenty five pounds ago. Doesn't even look yeah. like the same guy. They all have like beards and stuff. No the one looks. Smoke, the, the and uh, Tariq responded, yeah. "Just some gains over the summer." Gains. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So who's gonna be their thirty three? Trombley. I believe Trombley. So they'll go Camacho, Trombley, uh, Tariq Wilson, 49, maybe a bit of a struggle for them. I don't know if that would be grippy. Could be grippy. I could see Tariq sliding into 49. Well, he can only wrestle one of those weights. We checked. 57, Hayden. 65, are we going one of the Bullards, right? Yeah, so. double dose of Bullards, Thomas and Daniel. Back to Bullards, Bullards, then Trent. Renan, and then heavyweight, I'm not entirely sure what they're doing at Treffen. They have maybe. a couple options, but yeah. I don't know so, what's decided. Yeah, I don't know. Other, I don't think they have quite the firepower to push for another trophy, but I think that's a top 10 team. Yeah. with uh, Could get top five if Hayden wins and Tariq makes a deep run and Trent. I think Trent's going to be really good this year. I can't wait to watch him this season. Uh, and at 184, it's going to have Zahid, we think, mm-hmm. we know. But beyond that, it's, it's not going to be the most established weight class. So that's another weight where a freshman can do well. And Nick Renan, um, despite regrettable parenting, <laughs> has has the chance to be really good. Um, ACC is going to be fun with them to, and Virginia Tech. I feel like he had just, he's been a little snake bit. 74, I think, his true freshman year, I think he was too big. And then he got hurt. When he was having a really good season, so now I think if he's he's up here big, and if we think about Nick when he was really good, it was when he was like not the biggest, ninety five or two twenty, but he was like he could go with all these guys. So I think at ninety seven he's gonna do great. He's athletic, um, so I look for him to do well. And at one ninety, you know, when we talk about yeah. one ninety seven, it's like oh yeah, that's a different weight in NC State of all. Schools knows that. Yep. With, with Machiavello winning two years. How ago. about Trent last year? Twenty four and two. His two losses to Joe Smith and then David McFadden in tiebreakers. Both in tiebreakers. Uh, the Joe Smith one wasn't, but McFadden was. And I know we don't want to make too much of freestyle results, but he just looks so positionally solid at Junior Worlds. Um, just, you know, uh, underhook just. Yeah. Good luck moving that guy. Right yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the. He's kind not of, going where he doesn't want to go. That's a style that's gonna that's gonna put him in every match. I, I'm. That's one of the things for me with Trent. It's like, man, he is. Is he too underhook reliant? Is he gonna have to be there? Is he gonna get game plan? But man, if you're doing it at the junior world level, I don't know. 
We'll, we'll see. And there is something different about how he, he he uses his upper body stuff just differently. Like it's like such a pounce and like yeah. he's so he's really explosive with it. It's like he doesn't get to it to just like hold. He's like he blows through you. Yeah, a lot of times he's the underhook guy. You see him kind of stand up straight a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's like still in his stance, moving forward. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it'll work. I like him a lot. So, that I don't know what kind of just deviated to NC State. Interesting team for next year. All right, let's get into some questions from friends. Uh, Nathan Wynn, what's going to be the biggest surprise at Worlds? What does Kyle Bracky think? What's going to be the biggest surprise at Worlds? Um, hmm, it's a good question. If it was predictable, it's not. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I um, think I'm going to stick with Graf does really well. I still think I think Graf is going to have a really nice tournament. I think the non-Olympic weights are going to be the toughest to predict, but bronzes, the, yeah. the other medal matches, um, it's pretty easy to predict Jaden Cox and Kyle Dake to be the gold medal favorites at 79 and 92, but – you pick the bronze medals ahead of time in those brackets, and I will be extremely impressed. I think I think the biggest surprise for me from what we've seen so far, so this is not a prediction, wow, but a result, um, is is uh, Japan not qualifying uh, the weight for the Olympics for 50 kilos this morning. Yeah, um, seen Erie go down, and then and then Sun gets beat in the semis, uh, and j- so Japan not qualified at a weight class. Like I, I don't think I would yeah. have predicted that. Me either. You just say, well, they're gonna be top five. Every weight, every, every time. Weight. That's yeah. a good thing for women's wrestling that parity is catching up and that that is not – to me, I don't think that's a sign of Japan regressing or somehow not having a good system or good wrestlers. I think it's a sign that the rest of the world, especially China now, is uh, upping their game in uh, women's wrestling. Yeah. No, that is that is a surprise. Uh, is there, What's probably the biggest surprise at Greco? Is it Molina just destroying everyone? It has to be. Right? Yeah. His path was like he beat three world champs, um, and he yeah his path was crazy and and it wasn't just like he was winning these squeakers like he was just murdering everybody. I'd like to know what's up with Alexanian. How he makes the finals and then forfeits. Um, he Arthur Alexanian Armenian uh, ninety. Um, he was kind of a, in a pound for pound conversation. There. Yeah, he won four in a row. He didn't do. Yeah. He did like a Tiger Slam style where he won Olympics and then three worlds around it, but not like literally four in a row or like a whole cycle wasn't two olympics yeah but um but then uh entered budapest last year and he had like a like a armenian camera crew fall and everything he did it was like one of the biggest stars of the tournament and then lost really early was clearly hurt um and then we didn't really hear much from him then he loses to jangelo hancock this year Mm -hmm. yeah um and i forget the exact tournament but that was big news but then, you know, it's like he's healthy, makes the finals, and then it's a blow of the Russian that won last year, who looked really, really good. Yeah. But I mean it was it was hyped as one of the biggest uh Greco matches, and then we don't get it. And I don't I didn't hear anything. I, I'm I can't read Armenian, so there could be an Armenian post out there somewhere explaining he got hurt or this or that. I don't know. But that was that was a bummer. That's really weird. Probably not that he was intimidated by a blow of his red hair. But I haven't, heard, oh. I haven't heard anything saying that it was not yet yeah. until yeah. he's on the record. So probably not sticking up for your people. I oh, see. you know what we didn't talk about? Go back. Braxton Amos. Oh, to snap, Wisconsin. Yeah. Mm, Holy big, cow. Big deal. That is a huge deal. And I, you know, I early in the process, like early, 
it was like, okay, it was like all the Blue Bloods, and then Wisconsin was in there. You're like, oh, cool, good for Wisconsin, kind of getting in there in the mix with a with a blue, blue, blue chip guy, right? And then it was like, as the time went on, it was like, whoa, Wisconsin is really in this thing. And then towards the end there, I know, Bracky, you kind of felt like yeah. it was trending that way. Yeah, I, I, I thought all along, like even like a couple years back, this was between Ohio State and Oklahoma State. Um, and then like when Kirkley went to Ohio State, it felt like even stronger uh, that he could go there. And then I know he spent like a couple weeks in Stillwater this summer and was even at like Final X Lincoln with like Plot and a couple other Oklahoma State guys. So um, that felt really strong. But then the past few weeks, Wisconsin just, I mean, they were the last visit he took, so they got the last crack at him. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt like it was trending that way. I think um, Braxton and the family really believe in Bono and Reader and what they're building. And uh, obviously it's a great academic school, and Braxton is a really smart kid. Um, I think it's a great fit. He's going to buy in, and he's going to work his tail off. And for Wisconsin, what a get, man. Uh, in second year, Bono's there, and he's getting a top three pound-for-pound kid or yeah. a big board kid that's amazing yeah no the number two i think he's number two pound for pound number three on the big board or whatever he is i yeah. mean three on the big board and and i think i think you kind of you you said it i mean this is as far as and i think i tweeted something along these lines like with braxton he he's really talented i think he's really good but mm-hmm. you you're not going to have any of the extracurricular headache BS at all. This is a squared away kid, great family, great student. And and I think in general, to, to get to this level, I think anymore, like the top five-ish guys, the, the level of discipline required to reach that is like you're going to be, because wrestling is so competitive now, um, I, th- I think you have to be a really high caliber kid, but I think Braxton for sure. And I think he's someone that he's going to be able to help take the torch from Seth Gross and it'll be him and Hilger moving forward. I, I think he's going to be really good. He's at a good weight. He's going to be able to train yeah. with Reader. Um, I, I feel like he is a super safe recruit that, that's going to do really well for them. Uh, uh, there's one question about Braxton that I, it remains to be seen how this is going to translate. At the NCAA level, obviously he's very talented, um, but will he shake with his left hand to start <laughs> matches? Because that once the book is out, once the, the film is out on a guy, I don't know how often that's going to work. I hope I hope we see it. It's As, something you really love to see. Well, you best believe Bono and Reader are all over that. <laughs> and then you start thinking, like, the momentum this is going to create on the recruiting trail. When other guys see, like, man, Braxton's going there. Like, he believes in them. Um, it is going to be interesting to see how they fit. If um, they just got Peter Christensen, brother of Ryan, who I think he all uh, – no, never all married. Four-time master qualifier. But um, I know there's talk of, of maybe Peter can cut down to 84 because – Braxton's not cutting 84. No. And no. then they got Hilger at heavyweight. I'm not sure if Braxton can move up at some point. No. I mean, they have options. But I'd be really surprised if Braxton was ever anything but a 97. Yeah, we've gotten a few questions about that. Braxton definitely plans on being a 97. He's not that tall. He's not particularly tall. So I, I, don't, I don't even think he has a frame. If he was like a guy, I don't think he has the really the frame to even be a, be a heavyweight like a, like a Snyder did or whatever. Feels like if you have a, a a pretty sure thing recruit at 97, that's like one of the best possible weight classes. Like it's you know it doesn't tend to be quite 
as deep. Like we've already talked about 97 on the show today. Like it's just, it's a really nice weight class to um, feel pretty confident about the points you're going to get. And I think that's really smart by Bono and Reader to invest in that weight class because it's more likely you're going to have a, a sure result, right? Like you, you could develop a really, really solid 49 pounder and they still don't make the podium yeah. maybe ever, right? Uh, but 97, you would think we'll see Braxton right away making waves. And now you, you kind of only have really one domino left to fall in that 2020 recruiting class, and that's Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And, Ferrari? And now you, like, <laughs> go ahead. I think you're going to talk this, about the Ohio State thing. This man puts on his Instagram, <laughs> if he gets 10,000 likes on a post, he will commit to Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. That's being committed to posting. This is what I'm saying. The internet. Love AJ Ferrari. I'm here for I'm here for all the Ferrari hijinks. But that's just not something Braxton Namos is gonna do, right? Like, Did you see? Maybe just having fun with it, but I don't know. <laughs> do you see what he posted over the weekend? With the Ferrari with the, with the uh, Penn State. Yeah, he's shrugging the. He goes feeling out Penn State wrestling's new 150 pound dumbbells. <laughs> He he's doing shrugs. He's going to have to use them a bunch. I mean, it, what if you commit somewhere and then their 150-pound dumbbells are just, you know, not – you're not feeling them. Yeah, you got to – yeah. You got to put your hands on you them. Gotta know, you got to know what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. A, so, AJ is the last domino. Willie believes he's going to Oklahoma State still. I think he said that. But I've, something about uh, – has he already visited Oklahoma State? Uh, I don't think so. I, okay. I, I don't see home. any videos of him lifting dumbbells, um, <laughs> being on the field of the football game. Uh, I don't think he has yet. All right. So he was in uh, Austin for Round Rock for a semi-recruiting trip. With Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State has done an in-home visit with him. Okay. Um, I know they posted a picture of John Smith with him and his dad and stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure he said he's making his decision in, like, September, October. So I think after he takes all his visits, my que- so my point here is, does John Smith have the hammer here? Is he have the last? Is he going to have the last word with AJ? Because if so, that I, I don't know if that uh, that does matter. But you have to feel like that kind of recency thing is going to affect. And you know, I feel I, if Penn State was his last visit, I'd be like, oh man, it's yeah. going to be tough for him. It's going to be tough for him to say no to to Kale, right? My, he's he's hard to read because like following him on social, it feels like. Every place he goes, he is just like so excited to be there. Yeah, he's so impressed. He's like, "This is amazing." You know, it's like I know. I really, I, I, I like really that. thought Rutgers had a, a good chance after Final X, yeah. but then like after seeing him post like about Ohio State and Penn State, now I'm like, "There's no way." There's no way. Yeah, I think it's pretty unlikely that he goes there. So it'll be yeah. AJ's a AJ's a very uh, good prospect. Interesting guy. Uh, I like him a lot curious to see where he winds up so we'll keep you posted on that one someone asked jake fitzsimmons asked amos or beard better career hashtag asking for a psu fan so i don't know i mean beard i feel like could have a real i mean the fact that he's going to penn state there's like a there's just a there's a bump there right in terms of how good you'll probably be just in general for for guys so that's tough, but also we haven't seen a lot of Beard recently, so I don't know. Yeah, deferred eligibility, so he's still entering as a true freshman. Um, so, and then um, we don't know if Kyle Cannell is. We know he's enrolled, but we don't know if he's got the eligibility. Eligibility. Yeah. Um, so we could see Beard right away. We we could uh, wait another year before really seeing him in a full NCAA season. 
It's a tough one. I'll say Amos just because uh, I like him more. I feel <laughs> like I feel like when I read the question, my my gut is to say Amos, but man, those Penn State guys. I know. Like the, and and the thing about Penn State guys too is they will sometimes like disappear off the map for a little while, like Kassar did. You're like, oh, okay, I guess he's not really ever going to get in the lineup. He's hurt. You know, then he becomes whatever. one of the best in the NCAA. And then, yes, and then he just like beats Gable Stevenson. Like nobody thought he would do it. And he does it twice in a row. I mean, I thought, yeah. I thought, Kassar, he's hurt. He's you know. And then when he didn't make the lineup in the Shakur thing um, two years ago, I was like, well, I guess maybe we don't see him anymore. And then and then and then when the rumors came out, he's going up to heavyweight. It's like, well, he's got Nick Nevels in his way. Like he's yeah. not going to make the lineup. And then he's an NCAA champion. Like in our fantasy draft, I don't even know when he got. T- taken. Oh, right. Mike, Mike picked him. Of course. And Mike. he picked him extremely early, and we were all like, he's not even going to start. Why yeah. was this? Yeah. Well, I think I don't – I won't say that um, – I mean, I th- I actually think many of us thought he was going to start. I think the, I think it was like, man, he wouldn't move up if he wasn't going to. I think – well, I know Nickel was coming up, but I think the the rumors were like he's already beating Nevels in the room at that point in time when he, when he moved up to heavy. So I think we thought that, but I just think – National title, I I no. just didn't see that. No, didn't see that at all. Um, so yeah, he's, Beard could certainly do that, and Beard still has four years. Yeah, and change, right? If, yeah. And if we miss, and if he defers again or red shirts, it's like he's going to hit the ground running when he finally does get in that lineup. Yeah. So if you end up comparing careers, maybe because of that maturity, it might end up helping him. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's a coincidence that a guy like Adam Kuhn strict? Starts training strictly Greco, and performance goes down. Do you think our Greco guys will perform better at Worlds if they train freestyle and Greco? Well, Kuhn does train freestyle and Greco. He won the U.S. Open in freestyle this year. <laughs> <laughs> he was yes. So no, he the the variable is he wasn't doing folk style anymore. I think he needs to start doing some uh, top and bottom to get freestyle. his get his chop going, huh? Yeah, three styles. Yeah. So that's the variable for for Kuhn. He needs to start. Uh, no, I don't, I think it is a coin. His, well, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> I would say his draw. I would blame his draw, year over year is different. But that doesn't explain him losing to Meng. I mean, the way he won last year is not sustainable, right? Like, once guys know you're gonna lock up that body lock and pin them, they're gonna they're gonna game plan. They're not that gonna let you pin them. Yeah. They're not, they're not <laughs> so gonna, hold on. I'm not letting this guy pin me. Yeah. But, you know, you, you kind of adjust for one move, and then, and then it becomes a very different match. Yeah. I, I, think, I think one thing, if you don't follow Greco year-round, which I do not, right, the, the, the nuances within the game, I, I, don't, I can't even identify them, right? Like, I don't even know. But there's just, like, I just know that it is a, it is a chess match. It's not just, like, Oh, it's upper body wrestling. Like there is yeah. so much to it. There's so much complexity that I, I think it's really, really tough to j- just win one way. If you want to jump into a really good Greco match uh, into the archives, uh, Bisic Vlazov, um, I think it was Timmy Hands that really good. tweeted about it or was in a conversation about it is where I saw it. And I went back and watched that. And I mean, and that is it's a back and forth match. Bisic has to um, come from behind and. You could see because there's like kind of broke them. There's that's right. There's multi levels to it. There's like all right, I have to set up like four different arm drags in advance mm-hmm. to get a go behind or something like that. That doesn't look like an awesome you know suplex or something, but yeah. it's still points. It's a you get two, and then it was like then there's the the wearing down factor. So if I wear you down as well, that that whole battle is going on simultaneously. 
to trying to score a regular point. So that that to me was like the ultimate. Okay, this is this is high level Greco at its best, where you can see all everything unfold. You know, plenty of opportunities to watch different parts of that in slow motion. Go back, see how they score. Um, so yeah, to your point of high level Greco more than just the 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 the, the finer details. That's one I would recommend. Okay. That is a great match. Uh, Mo Pierre 3. The women's world team seems to have more fun than the guys. Any speculation as to why? Um, I would say Cindy Lauper said it best. Girls just want to have fun. You're looking up Cindy Lauper. I was. I was, like, I, I was looking it up. I had no up. idea where you're going with this. Uh, so I'm, well. I'm peeking over at your computer like, okay, we're going. Yeah. Can't wait for this next question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when the working day is done. Girls, girls just want to have fun. They just want to have fun. I mean, they just want to. The, the Tamira factor just, just ups your fun level when you have Tamira Mentz and Stock on your team. Yes. She is constant energy. I, no, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's just, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know that every women's team has has had that vibe. I yeah. think I think that, yeah, they. Do, I mean, it does feel like a very connected group. And, um, I mean, even the the kind of uh, the Hawkeye Wrestling Club athletes who, you know, like Forrest Molinari kind of has that edge, but all, all the while it's, yeah. it's in good fun. Right. Like it's like, she's kind of in on the, in on the joke. Like it's, um, I don't know. I think hey. they're really, they're really, uh, good at, at recognizing like the cameras on, and this is an opportunity for, for us to promote. And I think they're doing a nice job with that. Are all our teams better teams this year than they've almost ever been as far as, like, you know, Team USA unity. I know the Greco guys talked about it a lot. Joe Rao had that extremely emotional interview at the end of his tournament um, when he was, you know, he wants everybody to be at the Olympics. It wasn't him, yeah. uh, if you listen to the whole thing. And the freestyle guys, so many of them are, are multi-year veterans now. So many have, have made, you know, their third, fourth team, whatever, green, quiz. Um, so it's a, like they're building a team. And then, like we just talked about with the, with the women's team, they seem to be gelling a lot too. The one difference with the men's freestyle team this year is we had the two, um, the two weight classes that that were like up in the air for so long this summer that it it feels like sometimes uh, we would get some of that like team bonding stuff happening at at the at the training camps and you know we would see the age level guys kind of really uh, being embraced by the whole team and and uh, so I don't know I, I don't I don't think that our that our men's freestyle team is is like less of a team than they have been in the past but it does seem like they haven't maybe had the time to gel like that they did in the past i don't know but it's been maybe a little different in that regard yeah i don't know also props to peter for getting all the all the videos that everybody's watching to, yeah of, of the behind the scenes stuff if penn state iowa was in an arena that had the capacity of a hundred thousand <laughs> what would the attendance be two hundred thousand hashtag FRL questions. I think if I don't know where the perfect like um, geographic area would be, would it be in somewhere in Pennsylvania? Would it be somewhere in Iowa? I feel like it could get to like if it was like end of the year, like last duel of the season kind of thing. I think it get to like thirty. Well, Iowa Oklahoma State hit what forty five, forty three, something like that. Uh, yeah, in the football point. stadium, so I feel like yeah. I feel like well, there's a big. There was also a football game going on that day. Well, I like mean, five hours later, and the people were already there. Yeah, wow. and I'm I'm not like 
down playing that, but that was a big impact on that. If that had just been a standalone yeah. wrestling event, you're probably looking at like 20. Okay, if the Super Bowl is going to happen <laughs> an hour later, yeah, okay, proper for Iowa Penn State, I predict 100,000. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that, that that's like that's interesting, right? Maybe we, I don't know, maybe no, we think I, about that. I, like but that. they they came. Right, yeah. so maybe maybe that is the bar. All right, I'll I see them more than twenty. I'll say fifty. If there was no, yeah, fifty thousand. Everything is done perfectly right to maximize. If we make every decision correctly to get the most people there, right, especially for this year with the with the gravity. Yeah, the team race implications up up things for Iowa. Um, you know, if you're trying to just maximize attendance, there's a lot of things. I mean, you need free admission. You can do yeah. a lot of things that could help goost those numbers a little bit. I do you one better. Pay yeah. them to show up. 40 bucks. Yeah. Come. <laughs> wow. So if you had an unlimited budget and you marketed it and you went on TV and said, everybody gets $100 if you stay for this entire match. And you I, we're hitting. Loud. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, we can hit that at 100K. Okay. Um, Brock Desert at Three Count No Biscuit. Can we get Alien Hour this week? Yes. Okay. Do you have a tease? No. No. No teases. No teases, Brock. Wow. Wow. Sorry. But I like it. Which I think this is an easy answer, but I'll let you guys answer it. Which guy in men's freestyle would you be most confident if winning by two with 30 seconds left? What about losing by two? It's the same person. It's the same person. It's Jordan Burroughs. It's Jordan Ernest Burroughs. Every single time. It's the most cl- – I know Sitikoff. Okay. For every Sitikoff – I'll give you 50 examples of the exact opposite yeah, happening. That was one time. That was one time ever. Yeah. This is the most – this is why Jordan is, like, for me, favorite ever. How clutch this dude has been from 2011 to now is unbelievable. How many losable matches he's won. He is – it is him. It is him. Uh, what was the um, the Final X uh, highlight video we did that had um – Travel to Lagnev watching the match with Kyle Snyder just in the in the break room or wherever that was, just being like, "Man, you you would rather be losing to Jordan yeah. in the last yeah. thirty seconds <laughs> like, than he's winning crazy. by one." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's but, crazy, but it's like what, better than him spin, sprinting at you like a banshee. But let me ask this question: So yeah, obviously Burroughs, like we have so many memories of him doing it. But how often, when you're watching a Burroughs match, do you feel in yourself a sense of confidence? Like I'm never confident. I love it. I'm on the edge of my seat. It's like a roller coaster, but yeah. I'm never like, this fine. I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to yeah. sit back. I'm confident. It is like, it's it's like nail biting every single time. Yeah. I, I get mean, equally nervous every time. Who I think, else on the team would you say? We haven't really, well, I, I think, mean. I think behind by two, it's Burroughs. Up by two, give me Dake. Who's okay. scoring on Dake and how? Yeah. Jordan Burroughs. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's At 79. Yeah. At 79 kilos. At 79, nobody. But yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, Dake with the two point lead with thirty seconds left. David Taylor, if he was healthy, I would love to see him back in this eighty six bracket because he came back against Yazdani, came back against Karugliev, has that withering pace where it's like if he's down by like four going into the second it's period, like you're still he- like. All right, no, he's you know was, he looks okay. What, two takedowns. Yeah, like, <laughs> get that in a melting turn and nothing. Yeah. How his yeah, and that's one thing. Coming into next year, David Taylor and his that's gonna be one of the biggest stories come as he comes back. But his pace is just 
probably wrestles the highest pace of anyone on our team. When you guess, including yes. Kyle Snyder. Yeah, you guess Asanya's Donnie, and that's how he wins. All he kill, he gasses everyone in the world. He's probably going to do it again this year. They even gassed him twice. Gassed him twice. Yep. Once yeah. we weren't sure if he was going to make it. That was awesome. The World <laughs> Cup one was such a tre- that was so tremendous. It was it was a lot harder in the at Worlds, but he did it. He got him that tired. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Anything else before we go? We could give the people five minutes of free time. There's got to be more, right? There's not really that many good ones. Someone was mad that we – he feels like we only ask silly questions, but er, I don't mm. think that's true. <laughs> We're a bunch of silly I think, billies. I think, well, one, it was his. It was daily vitamin, um, mm. which, you know, daily vit- – no one wants to talk about or take their daily vitamins, right? But I think there's a good mix of, uh, you know, funny – because I don't know if you guys know this, but the point of the show is entertainment, right? It's not it's not education. It's not a class. It's not a course. There are no tests. Okay, we're trying to entertain. So you guys are funny, so we we answer some of your funny questions. We should come up with a quiz after every episode <laughs> just to see how well everybody's paying yes. attention. Ten, ten question pop quiz. Yeah, maybe maybe that, but <laughs> but I think I I think we probably keep it sixty forty serious actual questions to. Um, not serious, but he asks repeatedly, like he asked, I know why he's saying this. Cause he's asked the same question about Chinzo and Spencer. Like who's going to Chinzo Spencer Lee this year? Now that he's one, two and he's going to lose. And we saw Chinzo lose after one and two and like, wow. he's the next one. But I, I don't know. You can't really, I mean, there's, there's a number of guys you can name that could beat Spencer Lee, but I, that have, but at, at the same time, you're predicting something that it's not like. Two-time champs coming in for their third year yeah. are expected to lose. That's a rare. It's a weird thing when it does happen. It's happened to Imar. It's happened to Chenzo. But yeah, I don't know that anybody will do that. But I mean, if Soriano goes down, it's interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, but that's not a that's not somebody Chenzoing Spencer Lee. Yeah, yeah, right. and also, how about this? No one will be a bigger favorite than Imar was over Chenzo or Chenzo was over Makai. Yeah, even with Spencer. Spencer won't be if it's Spencer Soriano in the finals. No one's gonna be like lock it in, yeah. right? I don't think so. As great as the great Spencer Lee, he's the best. But he's going to be in a match with either someone who has beaten him, yeah. Sebastian or Piccinini, or someone that you know is maybe better than all those guys uh, of Nick Soriano. So I don't. I think we're gonna go into that match with like. Oh my gosh, this is happening. Even if Spencer's like steamrolled through, like he has the last two NCAs where he's not had a, a close match, I think we'll say th- it's it's losable, right? So, yeah. Unless I mean to to have somebody that is uh, going to be not a favorite the way Makai was or uh, Chenzo was against Imar, something like twenty five just doesn't. You don't see the guys coming in as you know freshmen or or uh, first year varsity guys. Yeah. You just don't see a name yeah. where you're like... And if he's asking if there's a freshman that's going to come in and do it, that is just not happening. Yeah. Like, with, with Makai, nobody probably predicted that, except for maybe you, Spay. You thought yeah, Makai, no, I was uh, very early on that train. Unlike I, some people... I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that very many people would have predicted Makai Lewis to do that, but at least, like, looking back, you can say, all right, there was an, enough evidence to suggest, like, he's really, really good. Yeah. And, My prediction was basically... Uh, 
He's on my fantasy team. So he's going all the way, baby. And I know yeah, I put that right. like in the chat, like Makai's going to take this one. But at no point did I make an individual bet, like each yeah. match, like, oh, it's all Makai on that one. Yeah, especially after the Flynn loss. But it's like, who, I mean, who, had, yeah. <laughs> I, I kept the faith all through that loss. That was a, such a weird match. Like, how'd you watch it? It was on uh, like live on Missouri's uh, okay. platform or whatever, um, and then but only live, yeah, yeah, gone. But uh, yeah, it was a bizarre match. But I mean, you know, looking back, like who has who has a, a result like that? You know, even at an age level worlds or something at one twenty five that you know that we could that yeah. we see, right? I mean, I don't know, kind of Kurt, but is he he's is he going? Probably oh not. And Kurt. he's not and he's not on that and he's not on that level, no. right? So um, yeah, yeah, I don't see. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it at 125. Yeah, there's guys that could give that could beat Spencer Lee. Maybe you could, but a freshman coming on. There's not going to be a freshman that makes the finals at this at 25 weight. You got Glory. You've got um, Pitch, Mueller, Rivera, Spencer, and maybe Suriano. Yeah, top freshman would be like uh, Joy Melendez, Jacob Camacho Camacho that we just talked about. Um, Pat McKee is an interesting one from Minnesota, but you don't unless something happens over the year where they jump crazy levels but spencer's already at they all have to jump a level and then there's still yeah levels to go and to there's still to four levels there's yes. still four levels yeah to get to the final boss here's a couple questions okay um how would some of our second string freestylers do in greco would imar ringer have a chance at a medal or is the rest of the world that much better so this no. is my point no i mean well one yes if they like made it their thing but you can't be like, all right, I'm a Greco guy now. Yeah. Like the game is like, and I can't describe the nuances, but there are so many nuances to this thing that are different from freestyle. That I'm, I'm our could probably, yeah, maybe he can like make a run and make a national team, maybe even make the team, right? But the, he would just get probably just get as great as he is, he'd probably get picked apart in the Greco game because he hadn't been doing the game. You have to do it yeah. for so long. So like if. Imar got, came out of college and says, you know what? I'm a Greco wrestler now forever. I'd be like, that's going to be interesting. In a couple years, give him a little time, maybe. But you got to get reps. You can't no just way. switch it's styles. So, it is Not so again, complicated. No one else in the world is, is switching styles like that. They're all wrestling one weight class almost exclusively. Some of the top guys may be practicing some other styles, but no one else thinks they could <laughs> jump, jump styles or whatever. Yeah. You're not going to get into – I don't know, jujitsu or judo or something like that. I mean, that's that's the level of – that's how different a lot of these I actually, things are. No, actually, they would be – our wrestlers would do yeah. better yeah. off at jujitsu. I promise you, Kyle Snyder could win. Y'all don't know what this is probably, but ADCC, I think Kyle Snyder could win it with like a month of jujitsu training. Just learning very basic stuff. It is so wrestling-oriented when it's no gi. I, I think a lot of our guys actually could. Were you, I might be better off going – Jiu-jitsu. No gi jiu-jitsu than he would be, yeah. Than Greco. Yeah. That's how similar jiu-jitsu and wrestling are and how different Greco and freestyle are. And, and like, in Greco, consistent results are just so hard to come by, right? Like, yeah. who, who, who is, like, I mean, Alex Sanyan was, like, this pillar of consistency and, like, DMPs and forfeits in the finals. And Molina mm-hmm. didn't play. So, like, stable. Everyone's, like. Everyone's good, and even they have like bad years. They don't even place. Yeah, Frankie Stabler. Yeah, getting another medal is just cool. And those like crazy weight class that he has to beat. Um, was it Ryu or um, the South Korean in his? He's good. In the repechage, who's a world champ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Stabler. Dude, they I, love him. He's probably got like the biggest individual following in the Greco Roman world. 
Not as big, yeah. but no one's as big as Mihan Lopez. I need that. <laughs> I need that guy. Literally. He. Yeah. So I was reading this. I think it was on, I was on the board, the mat, just reading, and it was about Mihan. Is he coming? Is he not? And it, basically, it was like he just didn't want to cut down. He's like the the Cuban did his job in terms of qualifying the weight or whatever. He'll just come and he'll take the spot. But he but he did just like roll up at Pan Am Games and just like obliterate throw everybody around the mat like for fun. He's not training like he's not he's not even training Greco. His celebration after the Olympics (laughs) in 2016 was incredible. (laughs) Half of the people left pregnant. It was it was (laughs) was the most sexually charged celebration. Uh, of all time, he did the suck it too. He really yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> he, he gyrated and then he went. Um, yeah, he suck went. it. No suck one it. is more disappointed that it's Pino Hines and not uh, Mion Lopez than Nomad right now because he yeah. posts that clip all the time. <laughs> yeah, of of Mion. <laughs> yeah. Well, also the second question I want to get to. It's interesting because I think Spay and I have talked about it before, but it's from my name Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Do you guys think Greco should add a type of leg-to-leg rule, allowing more opportunities to attack while keeping majority of the core purpose of the sport intact, yes. forbidding hand-to-lower-body holds and still emphasizing throws? So, like, sometimes you can get in trouble for when you go to do a throw, kind of taking your leg and hitting it into theirs. Yeah. Um, or even trips, like in uh, like an inside trip. Like an inside trip or a foot sweep or something. I absolutely think they should. Yes, totally. And... um. The one thing about this that actually really annoys me about Greco is how they they like look so hard for leg fouls they yep. invent them sometimes. Yeah. Like the the foot will be to me if it's close you should err on offense for the love of the Lord. Oh, what was for, it when Gre- Demas had an awesome hip toss? I think at like Akron or something. And there it was, was not a leg foul. Yeah, he had his foot planted in the mat. Yeah. Did not move it they or just anything. It. They just want to be cute sometimes and be like, ah, it's And leg everyone foul. was trying to say how it was a leg foul. How? Why, why are we taking away scoring opportunities? Yeah, but if you imagine Greco where you can score leg to leg, like all of a sudden it's it's Greco wrestlers in freestyle stances, but they can't shoot. And, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, like, that could be worse. It'd be bad. It, yeah, it's I, – I like the idea just because – well, I don't know. I, I I like the concept of the idea. I have no idea how it would work. It's hard to conceptualize because you need to, people actually get proficient in this new rule set before you even know if it's going to be worth it for the fan. Yeah. And I think Greco purists are going to say absolutely not. So it's oh, I'm like sure they will. Point. I don't know if you'll see that much of a change in like their stance and everything. I think you'll just see them be more aggressive and well, go for stuff. If more. you had those inside trips, though, that changes. You can't get up chest to chest yeah without having a huge threat of now you're off balance you're gonna go right to your back if you slip that leg in there yeah something but i don't know i don't it'd be you know hey quick plug that's a lot of how beach wrestling is because there's very little shooting in beach wrestling because if you drop to both knees to try to go for a double or whatever take it to the sand you got to take take it to the sand you can't do it too early but when you get some upper body stuff going you get a lot of like uh, inside leg hooks, some trips, some um, yeah. like an inside trip is one of the best moves for beach wrestling. So you get you get a little bit of that you get you get the feel when you're watching beach wrestling that it's more Greco than it is freestyle almost because of the lack of mat wrestling and shooting like that. Okay, anything else, Bracky? Someone asked me if Bill Zadig would sabotage 65 kilograms so he will forever be the last medal winner for the USA. Ooh, he seems I don't spiteful. think he would. <laughs> 
I don't. I don't think. I'm not willing. I'm like 80-20. Yeah, I'm not willing to rule it out completely, but yeah. I don't think he would. I don't think he would do that. But also, is he there? No, I don't think so. Okay. He, so Bill no. is expecting, uh, and his wife are expecting a child. So he will be. The child will not be born in Kazakhstan. Born in the United States. <laughs> For some reason. The wife did not want to fly to Kazakhstan. To have the, so, yeah, Bill's, Bill's at home. I thought this one was good, too. Uh, for you who are married, what do you tell your wives when they get frustrated with you being so distracted on your phones with wrestling, Twitter, and Instagram? Do you say, babe, you don't understand. This is my job. Um, you say that, right? You you, say do that. you have babe, to deal with chill that? Out. Relax, babe. baby. Any any sentence you start with babe is usually good. <laughs> it always yeah, they love it. They love it when you patronize them and Tell call them to relax, babe. say smile Shut more. Up, babe. <laughs> no, um I don't know. At this point, now I'm coming up on six years at Flow and like you know twelve years of being obsessed with it. She's kinda used to it by now. She's like, This is part of the thing. Um and so I think there's a little acceptance there. So I don't I don't get that much uh, really no, anymore. Me either. Olivia's pretty used to it now. Yeah, it's just no, kinda... I'm new to the like getting paid f- for being you know yeah. for being around thing. Uh, so I got a pro tip for those of you guys at home that don't get paid yeah. to be a wrestling fan, uh, which is it's like a little it's a psychology term called incentive bundling, right? <laughs> so, here's, <laughs> so, right. so here's you what didn't you think do. you were gonna learn anything on this here's episode today? Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely gonna be on the quiz, guys. Here's what you do. Yeah, this is gonna be on the quiz. You partner like uh, you pair like an activity you want to do with something that's like helpful around the house or that you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. So like you're gonna Naturally. watch wrestling. You pull out that ba- that basket of laundry. And yes. maybe it takes you two <laughs> hours to fold it, but you're folding it while you're watching this. You're being dual very meet, precise right? with your folding. Very, it's going to last the entire last. length of a dual meet, and you have to f- do nothing but fold. Yes. Yeah, right. And everybody's happy. The laundry's folded, and uh, you know you got to watch Iowa, Oklahoma State, and everything's great. One thing that helps me, as it now pertains to incentive bundling, watching res- watching wrestling with my son. Yeah, fatherhood. Yeah. Right? Oh, a little bonding time. Yeah, a little bonding what, time. What what mom is not going to want dad and, yes. and little I, son? Yeah, I've just gotten Olivia into it, so she wants to watch now too. That so. helps. That's yes. a great move. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Need, that's that's another thing. Get your ladies into the sport. Get them a Twitter handle, right? Get them involved. <laughs> get, show them the map forums uh, or Hawkeye Report. Oh, yeah. And then just, like, let it fly. Yeah. <laughs> get, get them to Hawkeye Report after a tough duel for Iowa, and they – they could be hooked on the emotion alone. Seriously, like you, if you spend ten minutes just like going through a, a quick, uh, a quick bio of like Austin DeSanto and, and show a couple little like you know antics, then all of show them the drama. Sh- show them the drama. I know and then, that's and then, hey, you know what actually, Olivia likes, and then you're like, yeah. actually, you know what? It's what everyone He's likes. A couple hours. Don't act like you don't like the drama. You, you love do. the drama. <laughs> yeah. You love the drama. We know it. We got the numbers to prove it. Y'all love the drama. Y'all but, are the dramatic ones, not us. Last question. Uh, what's info on Dayton's partner, the French guy? Oh, Zoe. Want to tell him about Zoe? Zoe here at Rock. He's French. He's a French guy. I don't, uh, you know, I think he probably – I don't have the entire backstory. I just yeah. know he wrestles uh, for free. He's a French national. Um, the clips of him <laughs> with um, – Bader got one where they were practicing uh, top and bottom. They're giving him like folk <laughs> yeah. style yeah. tips, and he's like yelling at <laughs> Perry. He's like, "Not fair! No, you're cheating! This yeah. is not the rule." And uh, has an adorable French accent. And, I, and um, you know, they brought him on board. Training partners come from all over. I don't know how exactly they yeah. met or whatever. I don't know how he got. I think John Smith just told him, "You work here now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Smith saw him at Worlds. He's like, "Come on." 
I think he. Uh, I think he is no longer competing. Like I think he did compete even last year. Yeah, John told him he did earlier this year. No, he wrestled somewhere like Kolov or something earlier this year. He took like fifth. Did at, he really? At I thought, 50, I, okay. At fifty-seven kilos. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how he got over here or when he got to Stillwater, but we went up for the Iowa duel, and he was just there beating the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Um, he's he's, he's Im- French. He's impressive. He's yeah, good. He's good. Yeah, he's very good. Um, and I know they think he's helped Dayton a lot because he's really tough to score on when you're in on his legs. Yeah. Mm. yeah he wrestled at uh, Euros and uh, Dan Kolov took fifth. European Championship took seventh. This uh, year. In wow. all, both in 2019. Those are only two tournaments. Um, had a more active schedule before that. Um, he's also really like funny. Level he champ is, he's a really when. cool guy. If you watch the Daring or Dake video, you can see him wrestling with my son, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not not to brag, but no points went on the board during that exchange. So, <laughs> well, just saying. He's won the Henri Delanier challenge multiple Don't, times. With the pronunciations. Henri. Deglane. Wee oui, wee. Oui. All right, I'm done with questions. Bracky's done. 9-11. We, sh- we should go another minute. Let's not in on. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say props to everyone who is uh, destroying their sleep schedule, sucking it up at work. Yeah. All week. It's only going to get worse as men's freestyle starts, <laughs> and you're going to want to stay up even later. Just don't stay asleep. Yeah. That's the only – there's no – That's Nomad's solution. I feel like Nomad's <laughs> entire life is peaks for, him for world championship sleep schedules. Yeah, when so. the worlds are in Central Asia. Literally 12-hour <laughs> difference from Central Time. Um, That's yeah. the kind of preparation it this takes. This is what though. Nomad's training for all year round. <laughs> but honestly, but then he – when he goes, he kind of cops out because he's just living his life normally then. Yeah, there's no sacrifice at that point for Nomad. Yeah. So maybe we should never let him go to the World we Championships again. We shouldn't let him go again. anymore. Shame I, on me. I'm getting a little wistful thinking about 2014 and what like what a miserable but fun time that was like on wrestling Twitter and just watching and just yelling about yeah. not being able to watch. Because, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you'd catch like two-thirds of the matches and then all – or like – Two thirds of each match, like it would you know, just cut out. All of a sudden, it comes back. You got ten seconds left, and like who's yeah. winning? Yeah. I remember the very last day, completely slept through a meeting and just had to have a coworker cover, because um, yeah, I was on like no sleep, and it was like a nine a.m. on like a Thursday or Friday, and I'm like, yeah, sorry, I blew that. I've got breaking news for Spay. Whoa. Oh. The Giants named Daniel Jones a starting quarterback. Ooh. Wow. This week. Looks like some team is going to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> we'll CSI Miami. <laughs> oh, we can't uh, stop watching the CSI Miami compilation. I've never seen the show, but basically the guy gives a one-liner and he's like, "Looks like we've got to clean up on aisle five. And he goes, "Wow!" And it goes and cuts to like the the Who song, the right? theme song. I think yeah. I think the CSI franchise had a had a pretty sweet deal worked out with the Who because. Like, all, weren't all of their... So yeah, CSI Las Vegas was a Who song, Was a Who too. song? It yeah. was Who Are You, the, you know. Yeah. 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 Iconic. All right, well... It's 9.13 no, now. It's 9.13. We're ready to go. <laughs> Lucky number 9.13. Safe. Uh, so, I'm not sure who's... It could be Caleb, could be Josh, could be anyone with their finger over the over the button. I don't hear the music, so it wasn't hovering, but we're ready to go. Oh, this is not the song, but um, you know what? We'll go with it. I don't know what this is. This is, a, this is horrible. I did not choose this song. But at this point, we have no other options. It no. sounds like a video that would be in a flow grappling vlog. Very, you know, this is like go to San Diego and see him roll. But 
We'll see you next Thursday. Is it a rapish song? Uh, no, it's got a little. I don't know. It's a little I was gonna say slow. it could be bootleg. I don't know. You have to listen to it. We got a bunch of uh, cleared non-rights right. music in our library. Yeah, we have so many songs you've never heard. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you Thursday.